happy 2023 and welcome back to another episode of Tita Bana. In honor of the new year today, I wanted to cover the good and bad of Filipino food. And if you guys like what you hear, please don't forget to tell your friends, family, and maybe even your dentist about Tita Bana so we can grow the following and educate more people about growing up Mestiza Filipina. For anyone who has no idea about this, Filipinos love food. And the best part about it is we have some really, really, really good dishes and some really, really um, exotic dishes. Um, A couple of the most well-known would have to be adobo and lumpia and ponset. And uh, for anybody who has never had adobo in their lives, adobo is uh, basically chicken or pork and it's marinated in soy sauce and vinegar and garlic and then it is cooked uh, to a nice tender amazing perfectionness that you eat over rice. Uh, Lumpia is very similar to Chinese egg rolls except very very small and they're made with ground pork or veggies um, and then carrots and cabbage uh, if if you're making them with ground pork but they're quite amazing. Uh, And then the popular pancit bihon which is the very thin rice noodles and some veggies and your meat of choice. But I digress. So this year we decided to spend uh, a nice, quiet, just family-centered New Year's Eve at home. And we invited one of our friends. Now my husband and our friend Nate are both uh, pretty pretty Southern. Um, So their traditions are, um, if I remember correctly, I know they have to have black-eyed peas every New Year's. Now, Filipinos are a little bit different. Where people here in Texas need to have black-eyed peas, we need to have noodles. It's pretty funny because nobody really understood the noodle thing. In fact, since my husband and I had gotten married and come back to the States from Germany, we've spent every New Year's Eve with his family, which is totally fine. We would play, you know, board games and eat your typical, you know, American holiday foods like ham and sides and things like that. This year we did things a little bit differently and I'm pretty sure I may have shocked Kirk, our friend, and the boys. While we still did some of the traditional American New Year's things like just sitting around watching movies, talking over drinks, and and playing video games together and stuff like that, we had a couple other things that I threw in uh, just to just kind of bring back what I grew up with on New Year's Eve. So first thing was make a ton of food. There is no Filipino gathering that has a shortage of food ever. In fact, we make so much food for every gathering. Every person is able to take up to two or three to-go boxes home with them. If you're not familiar with the to-go box, find your nearest Filipino, ask them when their next gathering is, and hop on that train. You'll get some free food and you'll be set up for a good week. Um, But anywho, we decided to make tocino, which is sugar-cured pork. It's uh, a very red color. It's something that Kirk is actually absolutely in love with, and at any opportunity, he will jump at the chance for me to cook it. So we introduced it to our friend Nate, who was absolutely in love with it, and him and Kirk just kept going and going and going, and I believe we killed off about four packages of um, regular and hot and spicy tocino. Along with the tocino, so no Filipino dish is complete without rice. And um, because there were so many of us, I made two pots of rice 
so that way I could make sure that there was enough and because I wanted to make sure there was food in case nobody liked the casino, which is a very rare situation, um, I also made a uh, casserole. So you can imagine the amount of eating that was done. I think we were eating for a good straight three hours. But one tradition on New Year's is that you have to have noodles. So the goal was to eat all this tocino, all this rice in the casserole, and then pause for a couple of hours, eat some dessert, and then at midnight, eat spaghetti because I didn't have the stuff to make pancit pajon. Needless to say, uh, we had to push back the spaghetti to today because we were about to explode. Nevertheless, it ended up being a really good New Year's Eve. We had some apple pie to follow up with the tocino, so that was that was pretty good. We did a little nice mix of the American and the Filipino, and I think I threw everybody off because at midnight we did the kids jumping and the coins throwing and all of that, so it was overall a really good New Year's. At actual Filipino gatherings, there's typically a huge, huge array of food. So one example that I have, at my grandmother's 90th birthday, we had a dish called chocolate meat. Uh, for those of you who don't know what chocolate meat is, and don't worry, it's okay if you don't. My husband didn't either. It is uh, actually called dinaguan, and it is pork stewed in pork's blood. And because of the color, they call it chocolate meat. This isn't typically a food that I would choose to eat myself. And I did try it once when I was really, really young, found out what it was, never touched it again. But during the party, my Ate and I decided it'd be really fun to see if we can get Kirk to try it and what his reaction would be once we told him what it was. After that first bite, his face instantly changed and I cannot even begin to describe how funny it was because he was trying to keep a poker face and... You could just tell he didn't like it. But then we told him what it was. And even to this day, when I mentioned Dinaguan, he's like, nasty. No. Ugh. It's a, it's pretty, <laughs> it's, it was a highlight in our marriage, to say the least. Chocolate meat aside, though, there are typically a ton of really, really, really amazing desserts at Filipino parties. If you ever see anything that's purple... It's typically made with ube, which is a purple yam, and it's very, very sweet, and it's probably one of the best and also very hard to pinpoint flavors. It's kind of coconutty, but also not. And once you have it, it's typically, you're either hooked or you're not. It's one of those things where you either love it or you hate it. The thing about ube is that it's so versatile. You can make it into regular cakes that you put frosting on like a birthday cake they have ube rolls which are basically pastry cake rolls with frosting wrapped around the ube layer you can make rice cakes with it but one of my favorite dishes with ube is ube cassava cake and it's a nice thin layer of ube that's kind of been into a paste and then it's layered on top of a cassava paste and that is coated with a I believe a condensed milk kind of topping and it's one of the most amazing dishes but again this is also one of those love it or hate it things and I just happen to be hooked my husband was not crazy about it my kids on the other hand it's a 50 50 two of my kids love it and always try to steal my dessert two of my kids don't so it's definitely one of those things moving on from the ube 
Since everything is basically eaten with rice in the Philippines, you can almost 100% bet your life that we even have rice desserts. So like I said, we have rice cakes and one of my favorite ones is called puto, not the Spanish translation. Please don't, uh, please don't turn on me, but it is a white fluffy kind of ball cake thing. Um, I guess it's more of a trapezoid. I don't really know how to describe it, but there's also suman, which I believe is also made with rice, and babinka, which is a rice cake, and sometimes they put coconut on top or cream cheese on top, and it's wrapped in a banana leaf, another favorite, absolutely amazing. But to wrap up on the dessert train, the final and national favorite in the summertime is halo halo, and that is shaved ice with coconut milk or evaporated milk and a bunch of different kinds of fruit in it. We're going to move away from the desserts and all the good stuff and move on to some of the weirder things that, that Filipinos typically eat. One of the more known foods that has been featured on different food channel shows like, um, I think it was Andrew Zimmerman's show, they eat something called balut. And balut is semi-developed duck fetus in the egg and they cook it. And um, I don't eat balut. I don't think I've seen any of my relatives eat balut except for my grams. But the way I understand that you eat it is you poke a hole in the top of the egg, you drink the juice out, and then you eat the duck. Um, so that's one of the ones. And back in the day, eating dogs was a thing in the Philippines. And this was something that my grams used to drive home with me. Uh, because at one point, after I had Matthew, my oldest, grams came to stay with me for about a month or two. And I had my dog Hash Brown. And Hash Brown was sitting on the couch because Hash Brown thinks she's a person. And Grams did not agree with that. So she went up to Hash Brown and she said, You better get up on that couch or I'm going to cook you. And I said, Grams, why are you threatening to cook my dog? And she said, Well, she'll taste good. And I said, Okay. Um, so I've heard different things about how um, dogs taste great with beer and that used to be a food that you would eat with beer. I did do a little research on this in preparation from this episode and I learned that eating dogs was actually fully banned throughout the Philippines in 1998 and there are some places that are rumored to still have black market uh, dog meat for sale that you can cook and, and eat but I don't have um, any concrete evidence to support that research. So I'm not going to say whether or not that's a thing. I will say what the national law has released. Moving on from something more morbid, uh, we'll go into something a little weirder. And that's something called banana ketchup. And for most of my friends in America, they're like, what is wrong with you? Why is that a thing? I actually took one of my friends to the Asian market with me and showed her banana ketchup. And she was a little... Um, confused about it and uh, it's actually really good with fried chicken so if you haven't tried it please do it is red but it's made with bananas I don't believe there's any tomato in it but it's very sweet and it tastes really good when you have fried chicken and rice so we're gonna move on to just the basic etiquette and then we're gonna call it a day we're gonna call it a night um so a lot of the time I get asked, well, you know, what do Filipinos eat with? You know, like Vietnamese people have chopsticks, Japanese people have chopsticks, Chinese people have chopsticks. Here in the States, we have forks and knives. And Filipinos actually eat with 
forks and spoons or with their hands. And it really all depends on what you're eating. Obviously, if you're eating soup, you're going to eat with a spoon. But a lot of times you eat with a fork and spoon and you just kind of use the fork to scoop it into the spoon, actually. So now that I think about it, I realize when I think about my husband and how he eats with a fork and a spoon versus how my family eats with a fork and a spoon, you use the fork and you scoop everything or push everything onto your spoon and then you eat from the spoon. Other things that are hard to eat with a fork and a spoon are typically eaten by hand. For instance, our fish, when it's fried, is typically still on the bone. And when I say on the bone, I mean scales, tail, head, eyeballs, everything um, except the innards. So that is easier to eat with your hands. And anything with bone in is typically eaten with the hands because it's easier to just pick it off of the bone. In order to eat properly with your hands, you make a scoop with your four main fingers and you pick the meat off of the bone. Then you continue to push rice into the meat and pack it together. And then you use your thumb to push the food into your mouth. And I just want to say before we end this episode, I realize that this may not be everybody's cup of tea. And I think about it and I look and I'm living here in the South and I look around and I and I see that comfort food here is like mac and cheese, collard greens, fried chicken, stuff like that. But this is this is my comfort food. And adobo is one of the best. Synagogue is always my go-to when I'm sick or just really cold. Or babinka is what I want when I have a sweet tooth. And yes, I do eat with my hands. Not afraid to admit it. And what may work for you may not work for someone else. For instance, these comfort foods uh, have a horrible effect on uh, Kirk's, uh, Kirk's digestive system. But go ahead and, and share if anyone's comfortable. Go ahead and, and leave me a message or leave me a comment. You can do it on Facebook or Patreon, uh, tag name Titabana, and let me know what your comfort foods are, whether you're Filipino, American, or anything else. Let me know what your comfort foods are. Let's let's compare because the biggest thing is food brings everybody together and it's that bridge that everyone can bond over. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm really glad that I could share this with you and I hope you guys have a wonderful kickoff to 2023. Happy New Year everyone. There ain't nothing in this world, nothing in this world like a Filipino girl.